Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. All right, Paul, so you uh, you kind of threw me a curveball this week. I did. I did throw you a little bit of a curve. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I... I called your office on Monday to talk out what we were going to do for the podcast. And I got a voicemail saying that you were on vacation, which was uh, (laughs) a little alarming. So on one hand, guys, Paul is so dedicated to this podcast that he is uh, taking some time out of his vacation to come on the show and actually do it. But the other side of that coin is, is he's been cooped up in a trailer with his entire family for the whole time. And he's now hiding in his truck. Yeah. That's, that's more accurate than uh, you might think there, Jack. (laughs) We are, we are feeling the uh, effects of tropical storm Cristobal that came up the uh, Mississippi river. And this was supposed to be a big family vacation that got canceled because of coronavirus. So now we decided let's take a smaller local family vacation and, you know, do a little boating and do a little camping and have some fun. And, well, we've been cooped up because I'm sitting here with 30 mile an hour winds and three to five foot waves on this little tiny lake is just just not a pleasant place to be with a small boat. So, you know, we're, we're trying to make do with what's been presented to us. You just have to go faster. <laughs> we would go faster. It was funny. So yesterday we had a guy just walk up the shore to us. The campsite that we're at is right at the edge of the water. We're way out on the point. And this guy comes walking up and the kids had earlier said they saw a guy fall into the water and they never saw him get out. And a couple hours later, this guy comes uh, walking up to our campsite and he's, you know, in a wetsuit and with a life jacket on, but just soaking wet and says, he's like, um, anybody have a cell phone I can borrow for a minute? We're like, yeah, sure. What's wrong? He says, well, I was windsurfing. We're like, oh, that was you. He goes, yeah, and my mast broke. And I've spent the last couple hours trying to swim to shore with it. And I finally just had to cut the mast loose and I lost the mast in the sail, but I brought the board back. He goes, I just couldn't, I couldn't swim back with all of that drag against me. He said, so I have to call my wife. We live up the shoreline a little bit, so I'll call her to come and pick me up. So we sat there chatting with him for a little bit, but he, it was too much for his windsurfer to be out there yesterday. So that's what happens when you try to windsurf in a tropical storm. So I wasn't about to take my sailboat out. Well, you know, I thought you could just stand up in that lake in most places. So couldn't he just walk it in? <laughs> you know, you probably could, except, you know, yesterday it was, again, it was still three foot waves. So that makes for a ugly scenario on a, such a little lake when the waves are that big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think you yeah. just, you know, you don't have any adventure, Paul. No, that's right. I'm getting slow in my old age. <laughs> so anyway, um, we kind of wrapped up officially, I think, our Cost of Coatings uh, series last week. I kind of want to talk about something that, that happens a lot when we make a coating recommendation through the technical service department. We a lot of times like to give people options and, and we like to give them a good, better, best scenario. So then when you get into that, you, you have several different options it's good for the customer. It's good for the sales rep to have choices. And we kind of want to talk about why we consider some of those better or good. And then really how I kind of want to do it is look at uh, thick film systems versus thin film system. Why you do one versus the other. And, you know, Jack, that's a great point to bring up that, you know, we look at it truly as an either or, because in some scenarios, 
there's not a clear cut. This one is better than another one because time and time again in tech service, we'll get that phone call of somebody who is looking for a recommendation. I need to reline a tank that we've had in service. And you start to talk to them about it and you find out it's truly one of the old, very thin film linings. It may have only been 12 mils thick and it just lasted them 35 years for their service. And so you like to talk to them about, you know, so what is it that they want to look at to try to improve if you can even improve? Because 35 years on a tank lining is a spectacular performance. It doesn't matter if that was a thick film or a thin film. So in some scenarios, there might not be any benefit to going to a thicker film. That is why if you hearken back to some of those old uh, episodes that we've done, that's why we ask all those questions. Sure. What is it that you're looking to improve on and what brought you to the point that you're at now? What's available? What equipment are you using? Who's doing the application? Because sometimes it truly is equals. But today we want to talk a little bit about what makes some of those different than the other ones. The first and easiest reason why you would go to a thick film system versus a thin film system is substrate. So a lot of times when you look at concrete, uh, we're almost always going to go thick film. That's right. Now, one of the reasons that we would frequently look at thick film for something like concrete is you got to look at how uniform or smooth is the surface. And concrete, it's rough, it's porous, it has a tendency to want to absorb whatever is put on the top of it. So therefore, if you're putting a thin film on it, it's going to try to absorb most of that first coating that you put on. And we haven't even gotten into the problems with, you know, typically Concrete holds a lot of air, so it has a tendency to outgas. So not even counting the the pinholes and the outgassing problems that you frequently run into when you apply coatings to concrete, a thin film coating is going to make all of those worse. They have a tendency to show them more quickly. We frequently look at the thick film coatings because they give us that extra thickness to be able to hide those problems and almost prevent them from coming all the way through. You kind of lock them in down near the surface so that it's not a problem for you. With that thin film, now you're gonna end up with like three or four coats because your first coat almost is just completely sucked in and really just used for bonding of the next couple coats. With the thick film, you're able to go in with one coat. You, the outgassing typically isn't strong enough to push all the way through, although it can be. Right, frequently that outgassing in 100% solids or very high solids coatings, Sometimes that outgassing is made a little worse because of the exotherm process that most high solids coatings go through as they start to cure. But usually the thickness is enough to prevent that from coming all the way through. And you still end up with an acceptable level of thickness, even above any possible pinholes that were trying to form, any outgassing that was trying to happen. That pretty much covers it as far as substrate. You know, if you have a, a pitted tank, very similar to concrete, you're going to be able to do that a lot easier. You know, typically when you have pits in these tanks, you're going to want to use a, a flow primer in those pits, but hundred percent solids materials and thick film linings allow you to be able to fill in some of those all in that one coat scenario. Right. The real benefit to using a high solids, you know, 98, hundred percent. When we say high solids in this discussion, we're going to be talking about 95 to hundred percent. And so what we're looking at is those reduce or eliminate your chances for having solvent entrapment. And that way, when they flow into those pits or they flow into those crevices or those voids, depending on your substrate, you have less chance to have a problem because of solvent entrapment because you're using these very high solids products. 
All right, Paul, so let's talk about a fairly new product to Carveline. It's called the Plasite XAR470, and that XAR stands for Extreme Abrasion Resistance. That's right, Jack. This is the first in what Carveline will be bringing into this category of products. And the XAR470 is a ceramic-filled coating for those extreme services where you need high abrasion resistance and fantastic chemical resistance. Yeah, it's got a Novolac binder system, so you know Novolacs are good for chemical resistance. This is great uh, for slurry pipes, mixing blades, screw conveyors, bulk material handling, uh, sand and chemical mixing, some pump casings, anything that you think of that needs that extra protection from abrasion. And I don't mean little, I mean like this is gonna protect your stuff. Extreme. Another reason why you would go to a, a thicker film versus a thin film could be abrasion and any kind of things that cause massive abrasion to the system. You know, there are thin film coatings that are designed to take abrasion and wear. That being said, if the case is extreme, it'll wear through a thin film coating much quicker than it will a thick film coating, even if that thick film coating doesn't necessarily have the same abrasion. That's right. There's a lot of things that a formulator will do to try to overcome what might be considered you know, uh, lesser qualities, there's additives that they can put in different types of fillers that will help. But when it really comes down to it, with all things being equal, if you have more paint there, it's going to take longer to get through it. So in those scenarios, a thick film lining may prove to be the best option, even over some of the more highly abrasive resistant coatings. Similarly, flexibility can come into play because a lot of times when you get, you know, this is not true in all cases, but it is definitely true in the case of thick film urethanes versus thin film urethanes. They both have some flexibility, but when you get into the thicker films, they're designed to have extra flexibility and this would help. It increases impact resistance and actually does help with that abrasion. That's right. There's some scenarios, some of the hybrid polyurea, polyurethane technologies where in order to remove those linings, you really have to resort to a chemical removal process because trying to remove it by abrasive blasting has a tendency to be very inefficient, very slow, and somewhat dangerous because of the ricochet and the bouncing that all of your abrasive does off of the coatings. So you have to resort to something that's going to help soften it and kind of, you know, reduce its integrity so that you can go through that removal process. It really does create a whole new line of, of thought process into doing surface prep because those are meant to withstand that kind of impact or abrasion in a totally different fashion as 100% solids epoxy. And that's something that is interesting to think about with those 100% solids, uh, urethanes and epoxies is that that increases the impact resistance. What The next kind of thing that you think about too is schedule. You know, sometimes you don't have the time to put a multi-coat system on because even these thin films are gonna be multi-coat systems. The thick films are typically one coat systems. So when you think about it, depending on recoat windows, if you have two or three coats, you're, you're looking at several days. Whereas with a thick film system, you could come in and get done all in one coat. That's right. And frequently the thick film systems also have a faster cure to service time. Not always, but a lot of times. So overall, it accelerates your speed for those quick turnaround scenarios where time is really of an essence and you don't really have time. You know, so it doesn't really pertain to something that you might be doing in a shop where you're able to build the tank and it's going to be weeks until it's actually put into service. But if you're doing something on site, 
that is an attractive feature that a high solids product can bring to the talk. Now, there's one major drawback that you have when you compared the thick film to thin film systems, because with the thin film systems, you can engineer them to have the suitable top coats and things like that if you need UV resistance and weatherability. The high solids, thick film systems are typically, you know, it's not that the atmosphere hurts them. It's just they're going to age ugly. They're not going to stay the same color. They're not going to weather nicely. They will still provide the same level of corrosion resistance, still provide the same level of chemical resistance and things like that. But you do have a disadvantage there because you typically aren't engineering a top coat on top of them. That's right. We don't want to make it seem like the natural solution is always going to be thick film because thin film systems have their benefits. So along with being able to engineer a system to be specifically how you need it to perform, one of the things that a thin film system brings to it is much easier uh, requirements for application equipment. They have a tendency to require less pressures. You can do multiple types of equipment where you can spray frequently, conventionally, airless, air-assisted airless. So give the applicator a whole different realm of possibilities of how to go in and do it. So that's why we always give you options for both of them, because like we have always said throughout the whole history of this podcast, there, every little thing is so project specific to life cycle and all these other things. Well, it is that way for coding selection too. And we're not going to give you something that doesn't work. But we might give you like, hey, if, if your applicator doesn't have the ability to do these thick films, here's this. If your applicator would prefer thick films, here's a thick film. We're going to give you a solution that works. And we're going to try to engineer them to where they give you similar service lives. Because we always want to give you the longest service life we possibly can. That being said, there will be some variation. That's right, Jack. And, you know, when you call into tech service, kind of the let's call it above the fold sets of questions that we ask is what is the condition of the substrate and what type of application equipment is available? Those are two questions that are way up at the top that help guide us down through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of options. We try to eliminate because those will eliminate a lot of things right off the bat. If the substrate is in really poor shape, it may not really matter what kind of application equipment you have available. You've got to take extra precautions. Sometimes you're looking at surfacing agents. Sometimes you're just looking at thick film application. But sometimes if you tell us, no, the substrate's in great shape or it's a new steel tank. Okay, now sky's the limit. We have a lot of options. So then we get into the other questions as far as what application equipment does this applicator typically use? Because we know familiarity with the process will make it an easier and more successful application for the people doing the work, the applicators applying the paint. So we try to stick with things that they're familiar with because we want it to be successful. We want it to last as long as possible with as few problems as there can be. So we try to work with the people doing the work, the people doing the specification writing to be able to account for those things to help increase the odds of success. We hope that's a good uh, outlook on kind of where we're at when we come to trying to decide whether or not you would go with a thin film system or a thick film system. For the most part, we're going to engineer them so that they would work. But some of these little bitty details that we've talked about could steer you one way or the other. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure you reach out to Paul at technical service at carboline.com and we'll see you next Monday. And so for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. Who put the line in car?
Carbolin, but they say Carbolin.